be down. What's the big brewer? Ha ha ha. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Mr. <laughs> Marcus Zill. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Hi. I can show you the world. back at it today in the student union and to talk about a topic that is very dear to many hearts we have uh, international student outreach we have with us mrs sharon reardon how are you doing today sharon i'm good pastor zill how are you i am doing fantabulous trying to coin the phrase of that new word uh, see if it catches <laughs> on you are in st louis and you work with an organization called ISM St. Louis. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, um, ISM stands for International Student Ministry, and we have 8,000 um, international students that come to St. Louis every year, and with them come 3,000 family members. So ISM St. Louis is the Lutheran branch of uh, reaching out to these international students. Now, what campuses or what schools do most, What do you work with primarily one campus or another in the St. Louis area? We have at least three um, that we're working with, uh, Washington University, St. Louis University, and Maryville. But we don't work directly with anyone on the campus right. officially, but these are the campuses we have um, volunteers at who engage with the students. Now, you live out in, in Wildwood, for those that are listening in the St. Louis area, your, your husband is a pastor. How, how did you ever get involved in international student ministry? Well, when um, Steve had a church, my husband had a church in Western Springs, Illinois, which was a suburb of Chicago. Our, when we moved there, our own children were just college age, and they thought, hey, we love Chicago. We're moving to a new city. We'll just stay here and go to school. So one of uh, my son, Dan went to Lewis University, and he would be home then later on for dinner, and he would always come up with an incredible story. He would say, you know that women in China, they get to retire at 55. And we'd say, oh, how do you know that? And he'd say, I was talking to a Chinese student today, and he would just tell the story. And then the next day it might be a fact from India or somewhere else in the world. And finally we said, Dan, where, how are you meeting all these international students? And he said, you know, every day when I have a break and I go into the student area where they serve food into the commons area, he goes, I see who's sitting by themselves. And I always go over and strike up a conversation. Oh, he goes, God a lot bless of times. Him. What a wonderful kid <laughs> that will do that. Oh, I, you know, I just think Daniel never met a stranger. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so he would go and strike up a conversation with the students. And the things he would bring back that Daniel himself would bring back to the family dinner time was incredible. And as it turns out, some of those students, of course, couldn't go home over the break. So they would come to our house, and Daniel's lunch companions became our dinner companions. And, and sometimes the students would stay with us over break. And it was just fascinating. Many of them had never even heard about Christ before or ever even heard the name Jesus. So it was just like a real opportunity. We lived next door to the church, and we'd always say, hey, do you want to see what a Christian church looks like? And then we could show them the church and, 
invite them. Just times I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. Well, I hope you had a big enough house because that could add up pretty quick, huh? <laughs> no, our, our parishioners would kid us and said, <laughs> they'd say that we were having running a youth hostel. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it was joyous, really oh, fun. Oh, that is, that is just beautiful. So that's how you got involved with this. And then you moved to St. Louis, and now yeah, you work we, with ISM in St. Louis. Yeah, we moved to St. Louis. I had a dear friend here, and she saw in her church bulletin um, an ad for this position as director in St. Louis and and knows how much uh, my family enjoyed the international students, so she called me up. And I am so blessed that they hired me, and I have the best job out of anyone next to you, Mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's no. We, we both are doing what we're passionate about, and uh, that's half the battle is getting people positioned um, in, in places to do what the Lord calls them to do in a way that they can do it. And, um, and you know, yeah, we are blessed. I, anyway, so, uh, so that's how you got involved. So what kind of things do you do with ISM in St. Louis? Like what is a typical, what kind of a, are there any kind of key events or things that you do? What kind of things do you provide for these international oh. students and their families? Yeah, um, I'd love to tell you about that. First of all, I wanted to mention that I um, looked up just this morning, actually, the Institute of International Education says that there are 975,000 yeah. international students in the United States. And and they add something like thirty one billion to our economy. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. A, it, it, yeah, it really. So we is. have reached and, the and one million mark. And if you and if you if you, I was looking at this the other day myself. That if you uh, figure out percentages, I think it's something like seven percent of all college students in the United States are internationals. Absolutely, and the beautiful thing about them is they have a natural curiosity of all things Western. And that, that includes our religion. So they they ask questions of us. Um, we have one of our board members who said, in, in, witnessing the international students is like witnessing 101. Um, uh, they they ask the questions. They, I know that I went to one time an evangelism workshop maybe 20 years ago, and they were talking about where do you even find people who will listen to the message of Christ and here we have students coming to us, so it, it's remarkable. Yeah, and they're usually, um, it goes without saying, many times they're usually the the best and the brightest from back home, and sometimes they're from places where we maybe can't even sneak missionaries in. Um, absolutely. I I was at a, um, we have a international lunch every Tuesday, um, and probably about 150 students come. Wait, 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 did you say 150 Yes, we have churches that take turns in the St. Louis area, Um, and and this is um, like a Baptist church or a Lutheran church, Presbyterian church, um, that take turns cooking the meal, and then we have um, volunteers that come and just sit down and talk to the students and have conversations with them. It's uh, a a lovely time. They come to um, spend time with one another. They get a free lunch. Uh, and then, and then we also have an opportunity to speak with them. But one time last year at Easter, I was sitting with a group of 10 Chinese students and, um, they turned to me and they said, so, so what is Easter all about? <laughs> what, what's going on? You know, we sell this stuff in the stores. And so the first thing silently and praying, dear Lord, please don't let me mess this up. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> let me, let me represent what Easter is. And so 
I was able to tell them, um, this is what Easter looks like secularly. This is what you'll see. Um, and But it's also a spiritual holiday, and here's what it means. And that was just, you know, just incredible. These things happen all the time with international students. Uh, we ask for God to open a window, and he opens 12 doors for us to right. uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the opportunities are, are absolutely endless. And for people listening out there, I mean, there are international students. You'd be surprised where you'd find them. I mean, even at community colleges. When I was out in Wyoming, I remember at a, a community college in the middle of Wyoming, uh, they had 55 Chinese students out of 600 students overall. And you're like, you're sure. in Rock Springs, Wyoming? You got 55 Ch- Yeah. Uh, yeah. The University of Wyoming, where I was privileged to serve for many years, I always loved telling the story. Because um, everybody's got to kind of, you know, the Chinese make up about, you know, a good 30, 40% of all the international students. And so they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're really kind of up there in terms of the numbers. But every college or university kind of has their little pipelines, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I love students who deal with that WashU. They have friends who have come here. Right. And so the word gets out about that university. So where they might have a friend who studied there. They might, if they're going to the um, community colleges, perhaps they weren't accepted the first time at a regular four-year university, and they have that opportunity to, sure. to go to the community college and learn the language. So it's just uh, remarkable. You will, you're right, find international students probably but, but in each, every state and just about every Yeah, state. but each school will also have, you'll find, like at the University of Wyoming, we had a large Nepalese population. And I always get a chuckle out of this because we were at 7,200 feet of altitude. (laughs) So they they wanted to go someplace. They suffered. They always used to tell us that we suffered this incredibly low altitude of 7,200 feet. (laughs) And I always like using that as an example of how, you know, for those that might catch the bug or are interested in this kind of thing, the bottom line is, you know, most most uh, universities and colleges will will tell you if you go into their international student affairs office or whatever they call it. Sometimes online, you can find out where the population bases are from, and that's usually a good place to start. I would think. Oh yeah, that's true. Absolutely. So we have we have this huge mission opportunity, and uh, really the last uh, 40, 40 years or so, and the, the the world has gotten smaller and closer. Um, and transportation and technology has helped in this regard. So you happen to have a son that was willing. You know, what's amazing to me, your son, you're telling me, it's amazing to me how a little simple thing like, hey, I'm going to go sit down and talk to somebody that doesn't have to talk to somebody. The, a little step like that, one way or the other led to this, that, and the other thing that led to you now doing what you're doing. So Absolutely, let's yeah. say we have other Sharon Reardons out there in the making, how, what would you suggest to somebody if they have an interest in this or, I mean, they're like, well, this sounds great. I wish I could do it. How do I, whether they're in the St. Louis area or somewhere else, what, what would you tell somebody that has an interest of how they could get involved? Yeah, here's where I would um, start. There's an organization called ISM Inc. And that is, they're an RSO of the LCMS. That's a lot of initials right there. Yeah. And, um, we are they, nothing uh, but alphabet soup in the Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But isn't well, my Inc. son, we were talking about 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's it's uh, for everybody. It's it's i s m i n c dot org. Correct. Right. Okay. That's the um. That's how you will find them, and they have a list. You can go in and put in your state, and they have a listing of all the um, places in the United States where there's international um, ministry going on. So sometimes, uh, just a single church. A single Lutheran church will just decide we're going to reach out to students and start a friendship family program. Or sometimes in St. Louis, for example, ours is a little bit more of a group of, of various donors and um, churches uh, who all make up um, ISM here in St. Louis. So, but yes, please go go to the isminc.org um, website and you'll find out how to get started. And, you know, in your situation, you mentioned that you, you know, put that on this meal, 150 roughly students a week. I'm assuming you can always use people to help with cooking for people. What other kinds of things can people do if maybe maybe they don't have quite the passion and ambition to start something from scratch and build it up into this big thing? Um, English conversation partners, what kind of things can people uh, get involved with? Typically. Yeah, you know, in in so many ways, uh, being involved within with international students, it's just sharing yourself, and then through that you share Christ. So we have English conversation groups, and they're that you don't have to be an ESL instructor or anything. You just come and and show up and sit down and have a conversation uh, with students who join to practice their English. In our goal, we have. About four or five groups going at a time, and we'd like to have in between six and ten in each group. But that's a lot of touches uh, every week. They meet once a week and then build real relationships uh, with the Americans that are there. Uh, We have friendship families, which is such an effective program, and it's not much effort at all. Maybe uh, every other month or so, you'd invite a student over to dinner at your house. Um, there's a crazy statistic. This is 80% of international students that study in the United States never get invited to an American home for dinner. Uh, so, well, you know, so that, doesn't, are... that doesn't surprise me because, you know, when I think about the street that I live on here in Albuquerque, I haven't been invited in a home in my neighborhood. <laughs> um, <and laughs> so, that's I mean, true. that's, that's kind of the really way we've true. become in general. But uh, but they're, they're, they would love the. I mean... Yeah, we have to kind of think about it the way if we were over if we were going to school in China or Russia or India or wherever, we'd want to see the culture. We'd want to see what the ends. What does what does a what does a home look like for a Chinese person? What does it like? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just um, such such an honor to be a friend of family and and have those students to your home. Um, and, and I don't want to ever give people the uh, idea that it's even a huge commitment because these are students. They're studying. They're busy. Oh, yeah. um, it's usually the American that initiates the call to say, hey, you want to come on over to dinner? Now, I can say that even though so uh, such a high percentage of international students are not invited in, but every time my husband and I have invited an international student to dinner, they have always come. <laughs> Never once have we been turned down. So, yes, they want to come. Um, so maybe it's not that they're not going. It's not. It's perhaps that they haven't been invited. So that's a really neat thing to do, to be part of a friendship family. Again, they come. You, you have your meal. You pray before the meal and, and explain, like, we're going to pray before the meal. This is why. 
sort of thing. And they just see Christ in action, Christ's love in action with your kindness towards them. Now, um, Sharon, do you find that they, are they, I know that you just got done um, with several others, uh, Pastor Paul Homan down in Texas, uh, Lee Meyer in Arizona, and maybe a couple others I can't think of putting on ISM. Inc. puts on this annual in-depth seminar that you invite students to. Do you find these, tell us about that a little bit, and do you find that in addition to just wanting to get into a home and, and learn some, are they inquisitive about about the Christian faith and what it means and, and what we believe and why? Yes, it, it's amazing when students come over and, and faith issues come up, and there's not this you know, with Americans in general, with American students, it's kind of don't act, don't tell me about your religion sort of thing. But right. um, there's there's no hardness. They want to know. Mm-hmm. They want to know what Americans believe. For many, again, it's their absolute first exposure to um, to Jesus. They don't have their guard up. Uh, so it's it's absolutely. An amazing, you know, how many times I think as Christians we're involved in a conversation, the conversation's over, and you think, oh, I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have mentioned this about Christ. Um, It seems that with international students, you're sitting down over dinner, you've built this relationship with them, and it just is so incredibly natural. And you don't have that idea when they leave, at least for me. I wish I would have, could have said this or would have said this, um, because you're really able to. Because they, and if you don't bring it up, you. they probably will ask the question. <laughs> they will. They will. It's just, again, witnessing 101. So. You know, a lot of other cultures, are, they're much more blunt uh, in just asking a question. You know, we tend, like you said, we tend to be like, uh, okay, well, we don't talk about, we don't talk about politics we don't talk about religion <laughs> among our I know, friends. I know, and, and they they just ask us everything um, yeah. about politics and religion and uh, things interest them so that tell- we do in America that are so different than other areas of the world. Like we are allowed to have guns, you know, in our home, and there are just so many things sure. that, can, that can come up. So. Tell us a little bit, just a little bit about. We've got maybe I don't know about five or six minutes left here. Um, but before we close, tell us just a little bit about this uh, in-depth seminar in case somebody's listening out there and they're like, well, how often, when do you have this? How can, maybe I, maybe somebody knows somebody that would benefit from it. What is this in-depth seminar about yeah. for international students? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. It is open to international students um, from around the country. Uh, we ask that there are students who have been involved in a Bible study for six months. Um, they don't have to be Christian, but they can be Christian or be new Christians, because this really, this really is a place where people who are curious about um, God's Word come to study. In the mornings, um, they go through Bible, biblical history, salvation history. In the afternoons, they study Luther's small catechism. Uh, and we have many students who come to in-depth when they return home to their chapter, ISM chapters, um, desire to be baptized. So the mm. Holy Spirit uh, graces us in that way that we get to share Him. And this so. is every May in in the Saint, um, yes. in, in the uh, out, out just outside of St. Louis, correct? Right, right. And um, ISM Inc. pays for the travel 
for the students to come. And usually the regular ISM site, like our St. Louis site, if we have students that want to go, we pay for the registration. So these students are so grateful already because they get to come to St. Louis and um, is in a retreat area outside of St. Louis Uh for absolutely free. Um, We tour the seminary and they almost always have a chance to talk with Dr. Harrison or Pastor Harrison, I'm sorry. And he's so incredibly kind and gracious with them. He talks to each student and inquires about their major and where they are from and um, always has a follow-up story where he's been ex- been exposed to someone from their home country or been to their home country. Now, that before, is pretty so. impressive because I, I don't ever get into President Harrison's office. <laughs> I know, I know. <clears throat> you know Every I, year we my get My boss you, would so say, that's, it, that's because we try to keep you away. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm deployed because I, you know, it's like when they well, okay, I'll, I'll digress very quickly if I go down that road. But, I'm sure he'd have good things to say about you. No, I know, but what a, what a wonderful thing uh, for them to, uh, and uh, so this is, we you just have this, but if there's anybody out there, you have somebody in mind that maybe fits those parameters, keep it in mind, and down the pike, uh, you know, we've got a few months here before they start thinking about the next one next year and the dates and all that, but uh, keep people in mind because they're, you guys are always looking. You, I'm, I'm assuming you'll, you wouldn't turn anybody away if they wanted to come. No, we wouldn't. Absolutely not. So, so Sharon, again, a wonderful week. Yes. Now you have. I'm sure you've got stories. We've got maybe three or four minutes. Is there any any one story about any one student that you've been privileged to work with an international kind of stick out yeah. that you'd like to tell us about? Um. We have a student that uh, we're working with right now, and her name is Dee, and she is from Iran. And she um, hi Dee, if you're listening. <laughs> she she uh, is lovely and came to St. Louis um, and has been here for two years now. She's everything you'd imagine a Persian woman to be. She's incredibly brilliant. She's getting her. She's a doctoral candidate. Um, in computer science, I believe, and just uh, just amazing. She's vivacious, great to work with. But recently, uh, when she came, or I would say per, the past few years we've known her, whenever she has a test or anything, she knows that Steve's, um, my husband's a pastor, and she's always, like, asking us to pray for her, hmm. uh, which I know is not that unusual, but it's interesting that, mm-hmm. that she has. But just recently, when we had her over on um, Palm, uh, yeah, Palm Sunday, she mentioned that her name means Holy Supper from Heaven, because wow. we were talking about we were talking about Holy Week, and we were talking about the events of the Passion and and um, Monday Thursday, and she said, "You're not going to believe this, but that's what my name means." Wow! Talk about a that. conversation starter there. Yeah, so she knew the entire story. Um, I know that uh, I know that in the Muslim faith they they have some similar stories to us, and it doesn't usually mean the right. same thing to them that it does to us. But um, then, coincidentally, that Tuesday, my husband was at a circuit meeting, and someone came from Pablo Ministries, and they were talking about the difference between um, what Muslims might believe from country to country. Like in Pakistan, they might be totally different. Sure than in Iran. So he was talking to the pastor about um, D that we know, and uh, he said, I have a Farsi Bible that I need to give your wife to give her. 
so I called her up and said, well, I'd already arranged and said, it's such a special day for you, special day for us in, in our faith that we celebrate um, this supper. And I would love to get together with you, take you out to breakfast that morning. So we did that. And then I was able to give her the Bible that the pastor had given my husband to give to me for her. (laughs) And and I wasn't sure how she would accept this gift. And she was thrilled. She took it out and she said, it's a Farsi Bible. I've always wanted one of these. And then, um, and then she looked up where the story. We looked up together where the story of um, Monday Thursday was, and 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 when Christ instituted the Lord's Supper, and she said, "Let me read this to you." And she was reading from Farsi in English and and reading the words, "This is my body shed for you." And when I think about that story, I just get choked up because sure. I I was praying that that to the to the to our Father in Heaven, that she would someday realize what that meant. This is my body given for you. You know, Sharon, that is absolutely beautiful. And you are a true blessing. Thank you for what you do. I can show you the world. Well, that's all the time we have for here today. The beautiful campus of LCMSU. Remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.